0: Hey team, welcome back to the show. Today it is coach Andrea and I taking it away with a topic that is so incredibly important. I know we we're just talking off the air about, I don't know how we haven't um, recorded all this before, because I truly think it's one of the most common reasons people don't see results, right? And that is, are you truly training hard enough to get the physique results you want? Most people think they are. And almost no one actually is. So today on this podcast, we're going to dig into how to know if you're actually taking it to the level that you want um, to ensure that that isn't actually the bottleneck in your progress. So what I'll say is if you are someone who spends a lot of time in the gym, but don't feel like you have the results to show for it, again, you feel like, man, I'm always in the gym. I'm one of the most consistent people I know, but I don't see those results reflected in the mirror. I can say with a lot of confidence that this is incredibly likely one of the main reasons why you feel that way and why you're not seeing those results and realistically most of the women who we coach just because almost all of our clients are women start in this exact same situation and again one of the biggest issues the biggest thing that causes this is almost always you're just not training hard enough now really most people think man i think i just need to do more Um, So be it training days, sets, movements, et cetera, to get better results. But really what we see with the clients we work with is a lot of times you actually need less than you were doing before. We just need a lot more intensity, right? So again, like that training effort, that training intensity is almost always the biggest piece. So to dig into why we wanted to address this, um, of course, this is something we're talking about constantly with our clients. But I really think that like from what I've seen, a lot of women bounce from program to program wondering why they're not able to get the physique results they want. And those results are like, Hey, I want to be lean, but I also want to have plenty of shape and muscle definition. So again, if you just think of like the client results that we post, like in those afters, it's almost always like, that's a great example of it, right? Like you might be lean, but also you very clearly have a good amount of muscle. You're strong. You're someone who looks like you lift. Right. And that's what most of the women we work with want to achieve. But again, so many people just bounce from program to program like, oh man, I just haven't found the right program yet. I don't know why it's not working. When again, this is almost always the thing that's missing. right? And it's been funny because this has changed a lot from like, I know when I first started coaching and even over the last couple of years for us, we used to work with a lot of people who wanted weight loss, but were confused about how to make that happen. Now we work with a lot of women who are already pretty lean, but want muscle growth and then are confused as far as why that is happening. And again, the issue that we've just seen over and over and over again. Now understand like fueling yourself properly, that is important, right? Um, the, The proper modality of training, right? Exercise selection, truly training well for hypertrophy. That is also something that's important. But a lot of times, even when we have that system in place, people forget that the training effort is what drives change, right? We can have the most optimal program and with a mediocre effort, like within your actual sets, that won't give us half a good result. as honestly a pretty trash program that we're pushing extremely hard. Um, so that's, again, a big part of why we we'll want to address this. Now, just a quick oversight, actually, before we get into why this matters, anything to add there?
1: I'm just really excited to get into this. I think it's going to be super helpful for all, all of our clients because it's just such a common conversation through check-in days, reviewing videos, like... This just needs to be harder. (laughs) You need to push this further. We've got too many reps left in the tank here. And even when you are um, feeling like you're at the end of a set, there's usually even more in there. So I think that this is going to be huge for our clients.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into first, why does training hard matter? So again, if you want results like our clients, those results. So again, like a lot of people start coaching with us because they have seen, um, a lot of our our current and past clients' results, right? And the thing to understand is, like the the women that we share, it is almost always those results are just as much, hey, you built a considerable amount of muscle as it is you've lost body fat, right? Where so it's then it's understanding that that's not just a product of nutrition, right? <clears throat> the fat loss is going to be a product of nutrition, and again, we can support the muscle growth with your nutrition as well, but. It is just like the training in that equation to get that result is just as important because that's really where the muscle growth comes from, right? So, again, essentially, like if you want a result like that, if you want not just like if you want anything outside of a smaller version of the physique you currently have, right? Because losing just focusing on losing body fat without building muscle, we basically you'll get a smaller version of the physique you currently have. If you want to change your physique, right? If you want to add like more curves, more muscle definition, again, more shape, um, and you want to look like someone that lifts, then building muscle is just as much. A part of the equation and something we need to focus on as the fat loss side of things right but training close to failure is one of the most important things for muscle growth so basically the closer you take a set to failure the more muscle fibers it recruits said set, uh, set recruits and fatigues so this means the closer our set is to failure the larger the quote-unquote muscle growth signal it sends is but it really seems that only the last few reps before failure which we'll often hear called the effective reps do much at all to signal new muscle growth. So really, if we're more than like, if we stop a set more than a couple reps shy of failure, yeah, you like, you were in the gym, you spent time um, lifting the weight and it may have even felt relatively hard, but it still doesn't really do much to actually stimulate muscle growth, right? And this is again, kind of the root of the problem where a lot of new clients, what they think is one to two reps shy of failure Like when they stop a set, it's actually like, yo, that's like five to seven reps shy of failure. So what this results in is again, you're in the gym, you are spending time lifting the weights, but since we're missing that last push to actually get close to failure, we're not actually sending that much of a signal for your body to change. So your physique uh, just doesn't change much at all. And this is especially common with lower body training. Now, before we get into, uh, again, like kind of some common avatars, we see these issues manifest as anything else to add there.
1: Yeah. I'll always describe this, um, with the relation to the study that was done on like, which reps are the most stimulative. And as you get closer and closer to failure, and then like within those last three of true muscular failure, it's like the graph hockey sticks. So like there is some stimulative properties of the ones further from failure, but then as you get closer, it's like that line just shoots up. And so, um, something that I, um credit to I think Dr. Mike Izzertella, I heard him say this, like you either want to go in and like really crush it, like hit those most stimulative reps or do more of a recuperative, like way far from failure, like actually just go in and um, use it as more of like a recovery day because those ones in between are just fatigue. they're not really helping you grow like all it is right. is contributing to wearing you out to where you don't have productive sessions later on. So when you're in the gym, you want to make it count and really get to the last last part of that set.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, so it's again really how I look at it is um, it's thought that hey maybe even like five reps shy of failure we can get a little bit of stimulus. but really I would say like those last like zero reps in reserve, one rep in reserve, two reps in reserve, that's actually where your physique is going to change we're stopping shy yeah. of that and again like most people what they think is even like that two reps in reserve is actually like seven eight reps in reserve yeah. um that's and even if you're like someone thinking well like i no, i'm great at pushing hard The reality is it's that's probably you as well right where I, we used to work with so many clients in this exact same scenario like this is something that constantly comes up okay so um, from here, I want to get into kind of the most common ways people fool themselves into believing that their training effort isn't the issue. Now, if you're a client of ours, if you feel like one of these is directed at you, what I want you to understand is it probably is. <laughs> so <laughs> please understand that we only say these things because we're only here to challenge you because we truly care about helping you do with you the best results possible, even if that does mean temporarily ruffling some feathers, right? Good coaching is not about us. Just, yeah, let's just keep doing the same thing you've been doing and take your money. And if you pay us for long enough, eventually it will be a different, different result, right? That's terrible coaching. We aren't here to tell you what you want to hear. We are here to tell you what needs to happen to get the results that you want and make sure we're both clear on that, right? We're here to push you outside of your comfort zone because that's really where the growth happens. So if any of these sing a little bit where it's like, oh, that sounds like me, or I feel like Jeremiah might actually be speaking to me here. Probably a good sign that that might be what we need to change to grow. All right. So again, the few most common ways I see this manifest itself and hold someone back is first thinking that nutrition or just eating more is the driver for growth, right? So a lot of people think like, and we talk a lot about like the benefits of building phases, the benefits of building, of fueling yourself. And that, that is important, right? But the thing to understand is optimally fueling yourself, all that does is create So again, be it like we are like at maintenance and we're doing a good job fueling yourself better peri-workout nutrition, or even in a building phase, we're on a slight calorie surplus that just creates an environment that is more optimal for growth. right? that's like, so it's again, like kind of like that's the, your nutrition is the gas tank, but the training is the gas pedal, right? Where, okay, that gas tank is full and we have premium fuel in here, but that doesn't matter if you're never actually pushing the pedal, right? So you can eat as much food as you want. But without, you can do an incredible job fueling yourself, but without that proper stimulus from your training, from truly training in an appropriate manner for hypertrophy, but also pushing extremely hard, um, we're still not going to see any growth happen, right? Um, And again, like I will see a lot of times this manifested as either A, someone who, uh, speaking to like someone who starts coaching with us, right? Where um, they're doing the complete wrong modality. So this would be someone who maybe they start coaching with us and it's like, hey, I want the results that this client, I want results similar to like what all these other people I've seen accomplish are getting, but I just want to work with you in nutrition. I want to keep doing what I've been doing with my training, right? So maybe there's someone who's been doing CrossFit so far, right? And it's understanding, hey, these people got this result, not just because of the nutrition, but also because they built a significant amount of muscle. Now, that's not going to happen if you keep training exactly like you have been, right? We can help you with the nutrition. We can get you leaner. But has what you've been doing in the gym helped create the body composition? Has it created the shape you want so far, right? If it's, again, hey, we just create a smaller version of the same physique you have currently, which is, again, what we can do if we are just focused on nutrition, it's not going to get you there, right? So we can't just like, hey, I'm going to take 50% of what these other people have done. And then I'm going to like continue to do what I want with the training and expect to get the same result as them, right? So that's one way I see that happen very commonly. And then the other is kind of looking at it as like, I'm taking the boxes, right? So this would be like a client who is approaching this with, well, hey, I'm hitting my macros. I'm hitting my training sessions. Why am I not seeing the muscle growth, right? Like, why am I not seeing my physique change like these other people? And it's almost always like, if this is you, what I would consider is, is your coach constantly giving you the feedback every week? Hey, you had more in the tank here. We're not pushing hard enough, right? That's the thing to understand is like, this is kind of different than fat loss. In fat loss, if, if the goal is fat loss, if we take those macro boxes and we truly like measured accurately and things of that nature, yeah, you'll lose the body fat. But if you take your macro boxes, if you hit your macros consistently and you show up for your training sessions, honestly, that's not going to do that much to build muscle for you if the effort still isn't there. Right. So we can't approach it as just like, well, I'm taking the boxes. I should be building. Again, if your coach is constantly telling you, Hey, we're still not pushing hard enough. We still have a lot more here in the tank. We're still not going to see the results. We're still not going to see the changes. Anything to add there before we get into the next one?
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you can lose body fat and Dieting and staying in a calorie deficit and eating enough protein does go a long way in, in helping with that, but you're not going to change your shape without building the muscle underneath. If you think about like taking like this clay thing and like just removing some of it, but keeping the same shape that's like that's essentially what you're doing with just the fat loss component, but actually like sculpting it and changing the the shape underneath to where like your shoulders are now popping out and you've got lines down the side of your quads, like that's not going to happen without the training stimulus part. So we have to have that um uh, to to really see the kind of transformations like what we're sharing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And again, just to reiterate that one more time where if it's you are hey i'm showing up i'm hitting my macros i'm hitting my training but i'm still not seeing the results that i want or i'm not seeing the results that i'm seeing these other people get and i'm frustrated because of that your coach is constantly telling you you're not training hard enough you're not seeing the results you want because you're not training hard enough right so just like i think it's so easy to like be it's so easy to fool yourself and i've even made this mistake myself in the past right um, And again, this is definitely a little bit more of like a tough love episode, but I think like with the training hard side of things, this oftentimes like the direction it has to go because people are just typically capable of so much more than they think they are. All right. So the other way i most commonly see this manifest itself as is that person who is worried that they're not building muscle because the latest, most optimal movement, their favorite influencer posted isn't in their program, right? So they're almost worried like, Hey, The Neo snoring so loud over here. (laughs) They're typically worried that hey, I saw this person post like this lat pull down variation. I noticed this is slightly different than the lat pull down variation that we're doing. Is this like holding me back? Right. Or um, I've seen a lot of people say, like, zone two cardio is great, or could potentially help my muscle growth. I'm not doing zone two cardio. Like, is that the reason I'm not seeing the progress I progress I want? Right. And then a lot of times it'll be like, now again, like. Keep in mind this isn't me saying, like, it's it's completely okay to ask your coach questions. We encourage that. We want you to understand the reasoning behind why we're doing everything that we're doing. We want this to be a collaboration. And sometimes there will be like, hey, I would love to try this movement. And we'll work that. And we and cool. Like if that makes sense, we can absolutely work this in. If this makes sense with your goal, right? But again, a lot of times this can turn into something detrimental. And again, oftentimes as a client that shows up as like constantly DMing your coach. Like, Hey, should we be doing this movement that I saw? Like this person said, this, this, uh, lateral delt variation is slightly more optimal than this lateral delt variation. Um, and then even within that, consider like a lot of the influencers out there in this realm, literally their role, like basically how they create content is just constantly putting out new movement variations, right? If they were actually even training like that and constantly doing all these movement variations, either their sessions are like four hours each or, they changed their program every single week, which was going to be far from ideal for building muscle as well, right? So if this resonates with you again, if you are constantly finding yourself worried that what if I'm not following the most optimal program and that's holding back my results or what if that's the reason I'm not seeing the results I want, ask yourself again, is my coach constantly telling me I'm not training hard enough within my current program? If so, understand that you won't get noticeably resist different results you won't get different results at all from implementing a slightly different lap down variation right um if you're again if you're not training hard enough us changing like the degree of your lap down by 10 degrees or going from like a bilateral to a unilateral lap down that's not going to yield a different result similarly doing more zone two cardio if your training effort isn't there if your coach is consistently telling you that the intensity in your training isn't there Implementing more zone two cardio isn't going to lead to more muscle growth, right? With all those things, it's important to understand like the same level of effort. Again, if that piece of feedback is always there, we need to push harder. We're not there yet. It doesn't matter if we imp- implement a slightly different variation, if we introduce more zone two cardio, because we're still missing the thing that we actually need to stimulate muscle growth in the first place. Zone two cardio doesn't do that. Again, switching variations to a slightly more optimal lap down doesn't do that. Actually getting close enough to failure within your training is the thing that does that. So if we're still missing that, it doesn't matter how much we change your program. We're still not going to get the result, right? And again, understand, like, I think we're here. We're all for optimizing. But the biggest thing I see with clients like this is constantly chasing more optimal just turns into distraction from addressing what's really holding you back, which is you're not training hard enough. Right. So um, like I can think of a couple of client, like I think of one client example. A lot of times for like this will come out as like uh again, just it, this is almost always just individuals who are so worried, like what if I'm not doing the right thing? What if we need to change this slight variable in my program? And that's the biggest thing that's been holding me back. Like if we just change this, I'll suddenly get a dramatically different result. Right. Where it's important to understand is again, no movement. It doesn't matter what it is, it won't yield incredible results until you also pair it with incredible effort right if you're working with an intelligent coach they're not gatekeeping the hypertrophy secrets from you right they're not they're not holding back as far as oh I don't want to hit them with the super special lap pull down until like they're they pay me for at least six months right our business is helping people get results as quickly as possible that's how our business operates um we're not no one is holding back any secrets here it's understanding again like all of that shit. Again, there's very much like if you're working with an intelligent, if you're working with a fairly intelligent coach who knows a decent bit about program design, your program will work to build muscle with sufficient effort, right? Um, there aren't magical programs out there, but it's so. And I really, again, I I enjoy the optimal, optimal like digging into optimal hypertrophy. I really love nerd out over that stuff, but at the same time. For so many people, it turns into just a distraction chasing, well, I'm not growing because I'm more off. I'm not like my program isn't optimal yet. And again, like this slight variation of la- lateral adult raises suddenly like me changing that. I bet that's going to be the thing when it's not again, it's the effort is the thing that's missing.
1: Yeah. If you look Anything at like Adam, professional bodybuilders, like the biggest people in the world, they do all kinds of different training. Like if you compare one to another, their training styles can be completely different, like volume completely different. One does high reps. One does like short, like pump type reps. But the thing that's common between all of them is they're all working really hard in every set to, or even a lot of times beyond failure and um, can even sometimes scoff at the like fancy movements like that are, that are so specific on like the angle of pull and things like that, because, um, they, they know from experience, like if we're just working hard, like that's the foundation of it. I think that the value of those kind of movements is, um, you have like a vertical pull, a horizontal pull, for example, in your training week, and you find what works best for you as far as like good pump, good disruption. You can just like really get in and um, have a good output in that movement. But then from there, you stick with that for a really long time and you work really hard in every set with it. So it's not that those things are are useless by any means. Like we all on our team really like to nerd out on that stuff, but the foundation, the most important piece of it is training hard enough.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's a great point to make where Again, we are very individualization within your training is important, right? Where this definitely isn't me saying like, Hey, this, if the movement feels like shit, nope, we're good. Just like keep progressing it. And there are definitely like better and worse options when it comes to muscle growth. And a lot of those are going to be individual, but what it turns into for a lot of people is being in the situation where, okay, like, Hey, we've done this hack squat for four weeks. You do get a great pump, a great disruption from it. But again, we're like stuck at the same way, the same reps, and every week we're giving the same feedback as far as "could push harder here," "we could push harder here," and again, like until we embrace that, we're not growing, right? Where it's easy to turn into, okay, well, that hack squat, like I don't feel like my quads are growing from that, so I want to change to something else, or real and realistically, the thing to understand with most of your training is again, and this is why, like we talked a lot about why changing your movements too frequently is such a terrible idea, right? Where It does, there's an adaptation period where we're not actually building any muscle at all until we actually get skilled enough at the movement, um, which is again, for a lot of movements, it can be two weeks, but for more complex movements that can be up to like six to eight to even like for some free weight movements, like a barbell squat, studies have shown up to 10 weeks of just actually doing that movement before we really progress from it. Now for most movements, it's probably not that long, but still, if we're changing movements every week or every four weeks, we're never actually growing. Um, we're never actually getting to the point where it's really growing. And the thing to understand with hypertrophy training is so for those movements like the hack squat, right? Where there will be like if we just started your hack squat, there's gonna be like a good three to four weeks there where it's like, wow, I'm making quick gains on this. This still feels relatively easy and this is fun, and I can progress. And then there's gonna come a point in time, somewhere between like that four to six week mark for most people, where it's like, oh shit, for me to progress, this this no longer like necessarily feels fun or easy. This is a grind. This is hard and it's really difficult for me to progress. And that is what actually building muscle, like training to build muscle, feels like, right? That's where you're at the point where you're actually growing and changing your body. But if we're avoiding that part, which I think is a lot of times like what this can turn into as well as just trying to change movements too frequently, where it's like I've heard this in the past where it's like, hey, my body, my body just adapts to movements so quickly, I like really stop progressing. I, I just stop progressing quickly at all after like four to six weeks of doing a movement. And it's like, no, we just stop with the neurological progressions. You're just getting into the part where we're actually going to be building muscle. But if we avoid that, if you try to avoid that, we changing movements to get around that you're literally just never going to grow, right? It's going to feel like, again, we're constantly, tra- we're constantly training. We're constantly working relatively hard and showing up, but no change is actually happening. Um, all right. As you can tell, this is a topic that I'm passionate about, but again, I also want to clarify again like from from the side of things because again i think for both like clients of ours clients of other coaches or someone just coaching yourself i think this is so important to understand because i really have seen this like so much more frequently as of late it's one of the biggest things that most people misunderstand as far as what it takes to grow so again this isn't coming from a place of like judgment but i do think a lot but we do have to challenge people on this very very consistently right and I think like the sooner you can understand this the sooner you can truly start seeing the results you want which again ultimately our role as coaches is to be here to push you um and whether that's you're a client of ours a client of someone else's or again coaching yourself we want you to achieve the best possible results and this is such an important part of that anything to add there before we dig into how to know if you're actually training hard enough
1: uh I don't think so
0: okay okay absolutely so Finally, when it comes to how do you know if you're training hard enough? So first and foremost here, most people just need to change their definition of failure, right? Um, a lot of people think that the point where the set starts to feel hard or it starts to burn is a sign that they can't stop or they should stop, right? They think like, okay, it's starting to feel hard. That's failure, right? Or it's really starting to burn. Okay, that is failure for me. Um, but really we almost always have four to five more reps at that point or you more say that's with true? lower body. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, would you say it, that's pretty accurate?
1: I was saying or more body cause it starts to burn and hurt <laughs> many reps before failure on lower body movements. Like starting out the leg press the other day, I was just talking to a client about this, um, not leg press, but like a leg sled thing that I have. My goal right now is to stay like five reps shy of failure. So like, it's not even getting, reps necessarily but with doing that and that's for a specific reason it's not optimal for training for building muscle by the way just for anybody listening but the very first rep even with that goal in mind is hard like you you start the first rep and it's like Oh no, I'm not going to get more than like three or four reps here. And then I'm able to get to like eight and still have like hit my five RIR goal. So like lower body movements. Um, if you start the I this might not be true with everything, but if you start the set and it doesn't already feel hard, <laughs> you probably need to up the weight unless you're going to like a set of 20. Oh, yeah.
0: Unless you're going to like 20 to 30 though. Right. Like a, like a lot of raises, if you're doing like 15 to 20 reps, that won't feel hard, but that first rep. Yeah. I'm like a light press on a hack squat that first rep should feel hard should feel heavy. um on shit any compound movement that we're doing for the body especially it should feel that's a great point it should feel hard and it should feel heavy. Um, i see a
1: lot of clients who are in the same training week they'll be great at taking the upper body movements to failure yeah and just so far from taking lower body movements to failure
0: absolutely and that's again to kind of define failure we need to change your definition of failure to failure is the point where you truly couldn't lift the weight again while maintaining decent form. Right. And that's like, I shared, I, I've, and I know I've done the same with you guys, but like that, a a leg press video of like, um, my own training where it was a set to, two RIR. Right. I remember posting that in the Facebook group and a a ton of people commented Mm -hmm. like, oh man, now I know what true failure training looks like. And it's like, Hey, no, like this was two RIR, right. There was still a couple more reps in the tank at least. But um, then there's another similar video to where like I progressed from that that I've been showing a lot of clients. And it's like, man, like the last like seven, eight reps of that were just a grind. They They felt painful and difficult, but there is so much more in the tank. And that's again, like I think a lot of people within their training, again, think of like, that burn we're starting to feel and when i say pain i don't mean a pain like oh my gosh i think i'm going to injure myself but like wow this hurts in my quads as like okay i have to stop right because i feel that um there's a couple of clients i've been working with that, on that on their split squats where it's like hey why do we keep stopping mid set right and it's like i understand like because again like it's things are starting to burn right and it's we can you're fully capable of grinding through that right that doesn't actually mean like the burn or that difficulty, that tension, that like, again, like pain, like, and again, I don't mean like you're about hurt yourself, but like that pain in your quads in that movement. That's not actually that's completely separate from that muscle actually failing and not being able to lift the weight. That doesn't mean we have to stop. And really, for most people being okay with embracing that, and just understanding like this should feel uncomfortable, this should feel difficult is one of the most important parts really learning how to train hard enough to grow and change. Does that anything else to add there? Uh
1: something that I've been using a lot that I is <laughs> clicking with clients really well is Natalie's um the last rep should take 5 to 7 business days. <laughs> I think just yeah. like the the silliness of it, it it helps people understand like that last rep if it's just moving just as quickly as the previous four or five reps, then you're not taking it close enough
0: yeah no no absolutely um next up is rep speed so it's important to understand that the last few reps of your set should typically be a lot slower a lot grindier than the first reps of your set now this isn't something where it's like hey you're intentionally slowing the set down but literally just because it's such a struggle to move the weight those last few reps should be so much slower, right? And this is one of the biggest things we look for, where that's, again, one of the best signs that we're approaching failure. Looking at a set and it's like, hey, the first few reps versus the last few reps of a client set, they're about the same speed. We're probably not nearly as close to failure as you think, and again, at that point, it may be, damn, for the last three reps, my quads have been on fire. That's okay. Again, that doesn't necessarily have to mean that we're about to fail, right? Crew a ton of uh, like significant tension and achieving failure and like feeling the burn or feeling a pump, those are separate things, right? They're, so again, I think like almost if we can kind of disconnect those two things in your mind as like going to the point where it feels hard, going to the point where it burns, that's not what we're chasing here, right? It should feel hard, but it's again, like getting close to the point where it literally couldn't lift this weight again. Um, so looking at the rep speed is another very important part of that. Um, I always also joke about like the faces you're making should typically be pretty (laughs) terrible if you are recording yourself. Um, but again, I think
1: range of motion tends to drop off on some movements. So maybe on a, um, like a, what? Row is a pretty good example where, um, you're able to get your elbow next to your side for the first, let's say eight reps. And then all of a sudden you're missing like the last inch and then the last two inches. Um, so that tends to happen too. And so something that I'll tell clients just to standardize that is once you're not able to get at least halfway, then like call the set. Um, but usually I'll have, I'll see people like they're still pulling and the last one does slow down it gets, it gets grindier, but then they're still able to get all the way elbow to side. How do you know if you're not able to get another one after that, keep going. And then once you can't get halfway, then you can call the set.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, uh, we don't, I also want to say here, like we've been talking a lot about like getting very, very close to failure or to failure. We don't always need to train a failure, but it should feel like if your goal is to build muscle, most of your sets should feel pretty damn hard. Right. And that's again, just embracing this. If you want a different result than you've achieved in the past, we are going to need to take different actions. Right. And again, like a smarter approach to training that could be part of it, a smarter approach to what you're feeling yourself and your nutrition that could be part of it. But for so many people, the intensity is the missing piece. And it's like, hey, we can have those other pieces, other pieces in place. But until this clicks and we're willing to nail this, we're still not going to get there. So if your coach is telling you over and over and over again, like, hey, we're still not pushing hard enough. And that's something that's like, ah, I, I there's like a lot of resistance there. or Like that kind of irritates you. This, they're telling you that because it's like, it feels hard. Again, we are never telling you anything that we're never going to do anything that would lead to a worse result for you, right? We very much like our success, our entire business and our livelihood is based on our ability to help people get the best results and get the results that they want. So that's, again, kind of the reasoning behind those things. Um, And again, almost always like very few people actually train nearly as close to failure as they think they do. So again, like oftentimes, even if it is like, I feel like I do, but for some reason, like all the, I train hard, but for some reason, all these things don't work for me and I still really struggle to build muscle it's likely that this still is a big part of the equation for you. So finally, a couple things you can do to help um, if you are working on your own is first, keep a logbook and go into each session with the goal of doing a bit more than the week prior while maintaining decent form. Um, I think this is a huge one where, again, there will come a time where we won't always be able to progress the logbook. But most people like at the start of coaching, especially will be able to progress the logbook very, very quickly. Um, So really just go into that, like look at where was I last week? I think that's one of the biggest things. Like so many people like just don't keep track of this and they keep get stuck doing the same weight for the same reps for months and months on end. Whereas your goal, like our goal is overload over time, right? And overload intention over time. So largely that's going to come from doing a little bit more on the same movements than you did the week prior. So, okay. Last week I did 135 for eight reps here. Can I do nine to 10 here or can I get? kind of add a bit more load and get close to the same rep count and eventually progress past that like eight reps again um recording yourself is another very important one because again you'll often see the reps didn't slow down nearly as much as you thought they did like the set may have felt super hard in your head and then when you watch the video back it's wow i still really didn't slow down much at all there towards the end of the set there's still a lot in the tank there um, we've talked a lot about AMRAP sets. So as many reps as possible sets. So really on the last set of a safe movement, like a hip thrust, this is a, another great one. I like to use with clients to kind of open their eyes. Basically what you should do here is use the same weight as you did your prior sets, but do as many reps as possible rather than aiming for any specific rep count. So again, let's say you did hip thrust with 185 pounds. Let's say your, your goal rep range was eight to 12, right? Okay. First two sets, let's say you did 12, 12, that last set. Literally just go until you can't lift the weight again. And if you get more than two to three reps, more than you did your prior set, you probably weren't pushing hard enough before. I see this so many times, even like uh, Raya, our client success manager, Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to you, Raya rea is awesome but this is something we've been working on with her as well as she already trained well already has a decent amount of muscle but there's a lot left on the table still like with the she's picked this up so quickly i'm so impressed with her with her where within the matter of a couple of weeks she's really really been nailing her intensity but even just recently here it was like hey so our hip thrust we were at because i had her basically take that last set to failure and it was like we were at like 14 13 and then the last set was 20. so again there's like okay so if that. First set, we did a 14 that was supposed to be like two RIR, but we actually had s- at least six more reps in the tank. Again, we're just not pushing as hard as we need to. Um, and then finally work with a coach, right? We spend a ton of time reviewing client form videos, really pushing people on this cigar, if you can't tell. Um, because ultimately this is a huge part of what most people need to change their physique much quicker. And it's important to understand again, like none of this, like when we are challenging clients or even like you as a listener, It's simply out of a place of, we want to help you achieve the best results possible, right? We're all on the same side here. I think it is so easy with things like this. And this is always like how I like to make sure to frame it to clients. First and foremost is we're sitting on the same side of the table. We both want the exact same thing. But again, oftentimes it is like that challenge and that push that's needed in order to get there. But again, once we see like the women we work with master this, so many people are finally able to get so much better results, finally see the changes they want. Um, oftentimes out of doing less sets and movements across the training week than they were before. And it really is one of the biggest pieces that most people are missing. Again, especially if you're already working with a good coach, right? Uh, You're hitting your nutrition consistently. You are probably following an intelligent program. Then again, like that's probably one of the biggest pieces that's still missing. Anything else to add there before we wrap that up?
1: Um, I, this is something that I was thinking of with the AMRAP sets. So this doesn't really flow nicely here at the end, but, um, something that I've gotten a lot from people on lower body movements is just like being scared to get pinned or get getting scared to like get stuck in a leg press or get stuck at the bottom of a hack split. Um So something with that, that um, I've talked through is like, Hey, is there a safety on here? Is there like a bumper that's going to stop before it squishes you? Almost every single time there is even with like a Smith machine, um, those tend to scare people, it seems. And yeah. there's, there's always going to be those bumpers that you can, pin on the sides to keep the bar from going below a certain point, make sure that you're using those, um, taking it, to taking it all the way to the bottom even without weight on and see like what it's like to have to get out of the machine that can be helpful so another point with that is like we're not going to ask you to go all the way to failure or pass failure on something that is going to squish you or hurt you if you um do hit that point so that's i just was thinking about that whenever we were talking about those amrap sets
0: we have like five clients out there that are just pancakes now (laughs) <laughs> no, but that is again, I think that's also very helpful is a lot of people are truly just like the idea of failing on a movement is scary, right? So even getting close to that is scary. So that's again, like, and that's, I've just had this conversation with the Smith machine as well with again, a client doing her Smith machine split squats, where I know that was one thing she was worried about. And it's like, okay, so hey, here's what I want you to do. Put those safeties that are on the floor right now, right below. The bottom of your range of motion, and then like let's look at what is it actually like when you fail on the Smith machine, and it's like oh, I literally go like a half inch lower than I did before, and then that's it. The safeties just catch it, and like nothing bad at all happens, right? But it's I think like if that's something you're worried about, just as you said, that's a great way to approach it. What's it like if you like take that to the very end range of motion where the safeties have to catch it without any weight on it, and like what you'll see is oh wow it's actually not like nearly as scary as it seems. It's just oh, I don't lift the weight. I drop a couple inches. I can't lift the weight now. I drop a couple inches and cool. I'm good. It's like like, being
1: in the pool, but really like you're floundering around and your feet actually touch the bottom.
0: Yeah. That's (laughs) actually a great way to describe it. That Um, kind
1: of fear, but it's like, oh, that's not not actually that bad.
0: No, no, absolutely. Okay. Anything else before we wrap this up?
1: No, I think this was good. Helpful.
0: All right. Well, that is all we have for y'all. For today as always thank you for tuning in and we will catch you guys next time